0: hi thank you thank you for saying yes to our in, s- small interview session pleasure. Yeah, pleasure.
1: So
0: today we have namrita with us and and actually she has done a very a lot of great work and uh to just a, a a brief introduction of her she's actually a found the founder of the nesting heart and she's a birth and parenting coach breastfeeding consult counselor and bottom support practitioner. So mm-hmm. today, our topic will be about the mental health care during lockdown. And mm-hmm. I know that you have done a lot. So let us mm-hmm. hear about you, like what do you do and all your introduction.
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me here. First, it's a pleasure to be here and to work with Clear because I think we're doing amazing work in the field of women um, empowerment and kind of giving them the power. So I love that. And it's a pleasure to be here. And as you mentioned, um, I founded the Nesting Heart because I wanted to provide a space for. Um couples to be to come find me for you know learning and support and then continue to feel supported through birth, through breastfeeding, through postpartum and parenting. Yes. So currently I support parents all the way until they have kids up to six years because that's where the trying time is. You have tantrums and you have to, you know, do yes. a lot of them. it's very stressful for parents who again, like you uh we were talking about this, they don't have skills. You you're thrown into this and you're learning how to swim on the job. You don't yes. really have a lot of prep. And I'm trying to change that um Mm. because um when i was pregnant this i found constantly that i didn't know where to look for support i didn't know what questions i should be asking i didn't know what to google for even though i had google i had all the uh, facilities available to me a lot of times i didn't learn about something until after it happened or much later there was a lot of regret or i wish i had known about that i would have done things Differently, or yes. you know, I would have done something else, and I didn't want parents to have that regret. And so, when they come to my classes or my, you know, do services with me, they they are exposed to a lot of things um, mm-hmm. where they say, oh, I you know, I can actually go learn more about this, or buy mm-hmm. this, or do this, or try yes. that. And that was the goal with the nesting heart. And so, um I've currently become really interested in postpartum mental health support as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a master's in psychology, um, mm-hmm. although. Was an org psych um, but that I've just always been interested in um, just mental wellness and health and the mind and behavior and I think that's what draws me to this mm-hmm. work as well and it's sort of come together very well and so I've been trying to learn more about supporting mothers especially in the postpartum and I think even yes. more now in the lockdown yes it's- yeah, it's become even more important as you said.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why our topic today is the mental health yeah. care during lockdown. Because now that we are we are locked down again, and the cases are getting higher and higher, it's crazy. I think a lot yeah. of parents are getting very anxious. Um, mm-hmm. myself included. I, I have a six month old and I have a three three years old. I get very anxious when I every day I see the cases and we do not dare to like really step out the house and and. Yeah the mental health is really challenging right now yeah, especially also not not just the mother the kids as well like my my my, mm-hmm. my three-year-old is getting crazy like when she saw me approaching the door she will rush to it because she's like so yeah. cope into the house right so their mental yeah. health is also yes. getting tested absolutely, at a absolutely. Young age. yeah 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 so, um, so the first question would be um, would you mind sharing with us uh, why is it important to, to talk about the mental health during this lockdown? Absolutely. I think
1: what I first really appreciate is that people mm. are talking about mental health. I mean, yes. even if you talk about this five years back, I think it wasn't a word that was commonly used. It was mm. in fact, there was a lot of taboo. There's a lot of stigma around it. People yes. associated with some kind of an illness or a sickness or something that had to be hidden away. There's a lot of shame around it. So I love that uh, everywhere, I mean, you know, a lot of social media platforms and celebrities and you hear a lot of conversation around mental health. So I think there's a big part about normalizing it that, Mm -hmm. you know, we all suffer. And I think in in one way, uh, at least this pandemic has kind of brought that to light is you don't have to be, I mean, you're not, it doesn't have to be an extreme illness. All of us have, you know, suffered with mental health issues now because of the isolation because of uh, just changes to our normal you can't go and meet a friend for coffee you can't go on a holiday everything has changed and so coping with that has been a huge uh, amount of adaptation that's required from both Mm -hmm. adults and children and I think that's That, and it took us by surprise. I think we, no one was planning for this even in January 2020. It just yep. kind of came on us where everything just changed. Almost, I think, overnight, I would say, in a, in yep. a few days' time, we went from having a, a normal Life. existence to this very yep. different thing. And I think it, it has taken a toll. If it wasn't last year, perhaps this year, people, you know, I mean, in different stages for different people, of course, depending on their own situations and circumstances yeah. more so for people who are pregnant and who are new mothers yes where i think is even in a normal situation is where you need a lot of support a lot yeah. you need to have people around you you need to feel uh supported and that's i think been taken away from a lot of people because of this mm-hmm. um so yes there's
0: definitely been a huge
1: um impact um overall on everyone
0: yes especially when we talk about family right one of the things that i think uh got impact the most is family planning like those who got pregnant yeah. before or during it, it cannot help it but most of my friends especially that i talk to like they don't want to get pregnant they don't want to have kids for now they because they feel that yeah. it's, the world is so scary right now and and it's not right. so uh, so uncertain that the hospital is like that and the healthcare workers are like that so they are not they put they put their their. are yeah, family planning on hold like like i think that is one of the thing that uh because having kids you know in our life is the most important part of our life i mean to me it's very mm-hmm. important for people like me i'm an ab- absolute planner so i will plan like okay at the oh. age of this age i have first child like second age se- second child at this age but because of the pandemic and everything people that plan they can't plan anymore they feel like okay it's not it's not the ideal situation you know so so i think family planning is got affected so mm-hmm. But of course, yeah. there's 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 this this hu- humour going on, like you got locked down and people get pregnant as well. yeah. <laughs> so, yes.
1: yeah I yeah. think it
0: goes both ways. And you're right, yeah. that's
1: such an uh, excellent point is how much it has actually impacted entire lives because depending yes. on when you have children, there are a lot of changes associated Correct. with that. And if you have obviously children later versus earlier, a lot, lot of things change uh, automatically yeah. as a result. Yeah, right? and yep. I think there's a lot of anxiety around getting pregnant, uh, trying to give birth, and again hospitals that are overworked, yes. and many policies around uh, yes. birth now because of obvious reasons. So, yes, it's definitely a lot of uncertainty mm. because of that. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, um, what is the? Can you share with us what is the common effect that um, the lockdown has uh, impact our mental well being? Like the common effect. What mm-hmm. is the? Mm, i us, think the yeah. biggest
1: one is isolation um we are all social yeah. beings i think uh, we all thrive on connection i do parenting uh, coaching and i talk so much about how children need connection and yes. it's the same for adults we all you know we all feel better after talking to a friend we all feel better after having a heartfelt conversation with a spouse we don't operate well on being isolated from people yes. and off and I think that's what a lot of us are missing out on is just that ability to reach out to other human beings whether it's at a shop whether it's you know even when you're outside there's a lot of this um, unspoken connection that happens and right now we're all masked we're all you know cautious there isn't that that very uh, forthcoming connection that happens we do our job and kind of go away and yeah. of course we're missing out on meeting up with family and events and which are a very important part of life right rituals yeah. like your weddings your birthdays your celebrations yeah. um I think the isolation is the hardest again mm-hmm. putting aside all of the other bigger things that we can't help but on, a, on an average um daily uh, basis i think the isolation is hard it's both for our children and uh, and the adults because yeah. we don't get it yeah
0: i think uh, one of thing is the uh, isolation the separation with our loved ones especially yes. our parents and uh, uh, the older older generation because like myself i'm from kuching and and mm-hmm. i i moved here when i was 18 so but 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 ever since i moved here this distance is not a problem like i don't feel that there's a distance yeah. because anytime we can book a flight and fly back home like for myself yeah. i will i will fly yeah. back every 2 3 months when i want to and stay there for 2 3 weeks and fly back being re- recharged right so yes. to me, like staying in KL is nothing. It's like okay, I can, I can just fly back anytime. But because of this pandemic, it felt so far. Like exactly. like the. the yeah feel so far like like i've for the first time in my life i feel like i'm so far from my family and i feel mm-hmm. like i feel the isolation like you said the se- separation anxiety i every time I, I i have a need of calling my mom every day now like i will mm-hmm. call her and see check on her and and she will ask she will ask me like why are you calling is there any anything to no no mm-hmm. i just want to see you like because I, I i've never been this way but because of that, it's the separate, mm-hmm. separation anxiety that caused us to want to mm-hmm. Connect, and mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that the technology right now allows us to video call. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the thing that that that's really helps. Awesome. Yeah, it, and you
1: have a new and you have a new baby, so I can't imagine how that must have been not having you know spent. I don't know if your parents have seen met the baby yeah, uh, or they were able. Or that's so good because again yes. a lot of anxiety around you know a yes. lot of grandparents haven't met babies and mothers have had to do the confinement on their own without the support of their own mother so all of that is uh, there's i think and there's a lot there's a sense of loss around it you know baby showers for example you have a baby once twice in your life twice in your life and you miss out on these milestones that we took for granted even just a year back, about you know having a baby shower or having a hundred day um, celebration, yeah, celebration for the baby or something around those um, family events, you can't get to have them now. Even if the grandparents are locally present to meet you, out yeah. on those big celebrations and oh, so I think there's also a sense of loss that we haven't yet come to terms with about just and and this is what I tell mothers that you have permission to mourn that to grieve mm-hmm. that to grieve yes. the loss of not having had that baby shower or having had that um you know the birth the way you wanted maybe it was more restricted and yes. um, there were more policies in place so all of that is a sense of loss um yeah. that's hard to yeah that's hard to kind of
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why that's why, Um, that is the I think that is what impacted me the most, and I can I can uh, really feel that other mothers who are far from home, like even they are from Pinang or KL or Ipoh, they're so close, but it feels so far, yeah. you know. Some, yeah, that yeah. is that's the main thing that I think um, as a mother, as a new mother, can mm-hmm. experience, and this caused mm-hmm. our anxiousness and the mental health being like, yeah. and then it impacted our, it really indirectly caused the whole household to uh, affects the whole
1: household yes, yes. absolutely mm. because absolutely. Yeah. the energy i mean the energy always uh fleeks yeah. onto other people and especially All our right. children i think we sense that the first and then they start acting up yes. because they, they are, they're not feeling regulated and then of course it kind of just snowballs right. because when our children are upset it then upsets us and so it kind of yes. always
0: and yes. yeah, it's, really yeah. it's a chain relationship it's a chain effect mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. stop just right there right
1: yeah <laughs> and another thing um is also the uncertainty that we yes. you know just how much has changed and i know again in the whole scheme of things what we're talking about almost feels like oh but there are people out there who are sick and i comp and i complete i just want to say that that that's absolutely you know the most important thing and we recognize that and that's uh people are you know especially on the front line they're doing this every single day yes. and we do have a much more comfortable life but even yes. at, at that level of just functioning on a daily basis it doesn't take away even from the experiences of people who are still healthy still doing this but then also get affected by let's say the continuous um, changes in let's say the MCO so for example if your children have been going to school they're suddenly not going to school then mm. they go to school again then they don't do that again and so um yeah. like you said we all thrive on structure we like predictability and sort of this in yes. and out of it gets to us because you don't know what's going to happen next and especially yeah. for children they love structure they need things to be yes. in a routine and there's a lot of disruption to their life I think yeah. since the last year so that's hard yeah. as well
0: yeah, and yeah. and they really feel like for for a family with a lot of kids, maybe they don't feel it, but when family with one child, then they will yeah. feel the isolation yeah, totally. as well. Yeah, because that like you said, kids, the children needs connection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let us move on to the next question. Um, I think um, what are your suggestions for us to uh, do? What are the things that we can do to counter this effect? Um. Well, I think it depends on
1: Mm. the the situation and the person. But I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned even for myself with the work that I do, and it's a big message I tell, especially mothers, is to to recognize and acknowledge that it's hard. I think a lot of us have grown up with this, um, the messaging where, get over it or it's okay or you're tougher than that and i think there's a lot of this sort of pushing and i get and i get why we were taught that right it's like don't dwell on it too much just move on things are hard and i think it was from a different generation but i think um more and more what when i especially with postpartum stuff when i work and again like i said it was something i've had to learn over time to do is to really say it is hard and that's okay for me to be upset about this it's okay for me to um feel sad or feel like today is a hard day just giving yourself the space to experience that and I think a lot of us um are very uncomfortable with emotions we try to block them we want to we want to get rid of them we want to remove them we don't want to feel that but ironically the more we do that the more they simmer under the surface yeah so that until it becomes too much to to keep in and then we burst out and usually it's at the spouse or the the kids or someone that's (laughs) close to us and it becomes a cycle. And this is something I've been love, um, is to just a love space for those emotions. Just, just say you're upset right now, I hear you. And I'm here to kind of um, listen to that. And it's about holding space
0: so yeah. letting
1: someone else feel that whether it's for a spouse whether it's for our children whether it's for ourselves where i acknowledge and say yes it's hard today today is actually a difficult day and and yeah. i'm going to i'm going to give myself the space to feel that without quickly numbing it in some way by getting distracted yeah. or doing something or watching tv or yes. something that quickly kind of fixes it on the surface but then yeah. it actually doesn't address the thing so i think that's one of the big things and and in, in our own way, I think we need to do something um, that helps us. And it looks different for different people. And that's why I yeah. said it's not the answer. But um, really sitting and reflecting about what, what uplifts me, what makes me better. So for me, for example, I really like getting out of the house. The days that I'm feeling like I'm having a hard time, I just go for a simple walk outside. You know, completely social distance, not meeting anyone, but just outdoors. And that gives me a sort of a boost to my, um, to just my mood. Uh, For some people, it could be journaling. For some people, it could be picking up the phone. And like you said, you know, you call your mom. That's your daily check-in, right? So doing different things and kind of recognizing that. And I think we unfortunately have to take responsibility now for our well-being. It doesn't happen as easily as before yeah. we have to create the space for that we have to create the opportunity for that so calling up your mom again you recognize that you said you don't do it before but you do it now because yes. of uh, things that have changed so i think that's yes. wonderful that yes. you put that into practice so
0: yeah yeah I, I think that is also one of the reason um because of fear like you know like anything happen you can't board a plane and yeah. just go yeah so to, to me, it's like every day I when I video her, I, I will like, okay, you stay safe. Okay, you, you, you know, like reassure yeah. her, right? Also reassuring myself that they are safe. Yes, at the they same is. Yeah. So, so that yeah. is because you know that, you know, anything happen, like what, what I pray for is nothing will happen to them. But Because anything happened, mm-hmm. we can't, we can't be there. We can't just right. we can't we can't go that is what fee- give me the fear the anxiety like yeah so i told my yeah. mom I said, you know when you must take care of yourself because i'm worried and when anything yeah. happens to you i can't fly to you because i have two kids that is depending on me right yeah. now you know i don't mind the quarantine but i can't bring them along and i would yeah. uh, so they yeah. would so because of this they would extra take care of themselves for me yeah, yeah. so that's how i yeah. Kind of guilt trip them because to them like the older yeah. generation they are like they they don't they don't really my my mom is like oh it's okay I don't think I will get it I'm yeah. I'm home ordered you know they kind of mentally yeah so, yeah, yeah so, I'm okay not <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's what uh yeah. Ooh, so next one. <laughs> um mm-hmm. i think i've been talking to you also it helps because it's like a session for me though I, i'm i'm like talking to you about my experience as well yeah and yeah really, it's so important and I, yeah. and I feel that again
1: just for you in this moment that thing yes. came up you know you you're literally your body's literally experiencing the anxiety yes. again even mm-hmm. though you're not with your mom yes. and i think that's what i was talking about is just mm-hmm. holding space for that and and mm-hmm. also being in touch with our bodies and i think that's again something i've had to learn over the years because mm-hmm. I was not someone who was raised that way, right? But all we always live in our mind. It's always yeah. about what we're thinking. And yeah. over the years I've actually become more comfortable just checking in with my body and saying, Okay, where's the anxiety? Where am I feeling yes. the stress? Right. And and kind of that like, and I know the breathing sounds so cliched. And I used to actually be like, oh breathing, you know, this that's, that's mm-hmm. what they do in yoga but over the years again i've recognized how powerful it is for regulation so this anxiety that you just felt in your body kind of Mm -hmm. bubbling up we our body needs to come back to that state of rest otherwise you're gonna constantly be up there you know aroused and very so yeah these are very simple sort of preventive measures or what, mm-hmm. what i also call them like well-being instead of yeah. mental health because a lot of us will say but i don't have a problem i'm mm-hmm. not you know i'm not like the person who's depressed who's at an extreme but again we have these ups and downs in our yes. day, so what what tools can we use to kind of just go through some go through the day or, or be reg, feel more regulated yeah um as i like to put it yeah so yeah this is something that
0: Help us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, this this is really important. This is this is a really good talk. (laughs) Narita Narita is really good talk. (laughs) Thank you. Um, all right, so like like it's already covered, how can we look after our mental health? So, what are the things that the new mother might be experiencing and um yeah, Mm -hmm. and the ways that their loved one can support them? Do you have any advice on this? Oh yes.
1: Um, for a new mother, I think first um, I usually tell this to. I have post a lot about this because I think we have a misconception how we support mm. new mothers, right? So usually, even I mean, I'm talking about the pre-COVID, pre-pandemic times. There's a lot of this rush or pressure on mothers to say, okay, you're done now. Okay, there's one month yeah. of confinement. You get Let's get over it. You're done. You're yeah. one month up. You know why are we still in that space? And I think yeah. mothers heal at a slower pace they recover at a slower pace and we need way more time and i tell this to mothers actually postpartum takes one year it takes one year for your body to really get back to what it was pre-pregnancy and i don't mean that something is broken and it needs to recover because again that's a disempowering thing it's almost like oh you need to fix but Just healing, just giving space and time to the mother to heal. And I've heard this so many times from mothers who I talk to, they say, oh, but you know, I'm expected to bounce back after a month. You know, I can't take time off, relax, because I need to be, you know, doing the housework and taking care of the baby and doing that. And I think for people around, whether it's in the pandemic or not, I think just really giving the mother space to heal at her own pace. There's no, there shouldn't be an external timeline for when it's okay. And for some women, it, it could be two months, you know, they're back; they're absolutely fine. Also, for some women, it takes six months, and for some it yeah. takes eight months, for yeah. some it takes a year. And I think as, as a spouse, and I think the parents or the in-laws who are the closest um circle, it's really important to allow that space to not question about why yeah. aren't you okay yet. It's already an yeah. amount of time. Um yeah. And I think giving her a lot of support i tell this again so many times is there's enough people to take care of the baby the mother is there for the baby you know the baby is a hundred percent okay because that baby yeah. is really precious and taken care of i think there are not enough people taking care of the mother so really yes. looking for the mom you know this is what i tell dads in the class i said forget the baby especially if the mother is breastfeeding even more because you know the baby gets everything from the mother but the one yes. who's left out is really the mum. So right. your job, if you're feeling left out for the dad, help the mum. Get her water. Get her food. You know, mm. give her a foot massage. Uh, make sure she's resting. Or get the baby to her. And and even more so now in the pandemic, just um, doing that even more without yeah. her maybe asking. Because again, I go back to this. A lot of us as women were not taught to ask. And this is, again, something I'm trying to change with my daughter. to so just model that for her. Because yes. good girls suck it up, right? Good girls just um, are strong. They don't complain. Yes. They don't shout. They don't yes. get angry. We grow up with this messaging. And then when it's time for us to really ask for help when we are struggling, it's, it's hard it's difficult. to... It's really difficult and i tell this and this is something i tell in classes is ask for help this is the time you have to be taking care only of yourself you know you have the rest of your life to take care of everyone else but in those first two three months ask for help and now in the pandemic even more because you don't have friends who are able to visit you or check on you so Keep up that phone if you're having a hard day and you're sobbing. Call someone and say, I I need to talk about something. I need to, you know, express something. Or um, if your spouse is not there and he has to work, you have build a support system. It looks, again, different for different people depending on who's available. But a mother or an aunt or a sister or a friend or even the the spouse, of course, is a big support. (laughs) So all of these kind of help.
0: Um, mm-hmm. and problems. Sorry, distracted you a little
1: bit. No, I
0: love, I love <laughs> how real this is. I think this
1: is motherhood and balance in yeah. work. And, you know, it's abs- know, because I have a daughter, so I completely understand.
0: <laughs> she just wants to appear once in a while just to, yeah, just to prove her. her. Her mother is not focusing on her. So yeah. for her, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm listening to you and watching her going around me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so that is a good point actually. Mothers are not. You know, when we give birth, the first thing that people ask is, "How's the baby? Hey, how's the baby? <laughs> how big is the baby?" Yeah. Or they will, or they will to ask the two most sensitive questions: How do you deliver, c or natural, or are you breastfeeding? So I, I throughout yeah. my throughout my talk, actually, I, I always said that you know mm-hmm. the first question is not to ask how they give birth or how how big is the baby or whether or not you are breastfeeding the first question is how are you do you need help how are you yeah you know what do you need can i help you know so there is there is the awareness i really want to put it out there when i talk absolutely yeah i love that and and i think that's why the message is more for people who are
1: because the mothers you know there's nothing to tell them they're already in the situations it's a support system that needs to change with, with the Needs of the time because it's no longer like how it was before. Right now, if you're you are a family member of someone who is pregnant and you're watching this, yeah. you know exactly what Adeline said. The first question is, "How are you?" And yes. I always deal with mothers who I teach and come back and um, tell me that, "Oh, I've given birth." My first question is exactly that. I like, "Oh, congrats! How are you doing?" Yes. I I don't ask about the baby because they always and they always send me a picture of the baby. I never get to see the mother because it's it's all yes. about the baby. Baby, I think even with gifts I tell you should take gifts for the mother the baby yes. has enough stuff actually yes. the baby doesn't need anything yes. <laughs> the baby is happy with the mother that's all the baby needs right yep. take things for the mother buy her things buy her you know food delivery on grab mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent gift now we're not plugging grab at all but or, or food panda or whatever but you know yep. buy food food delivery for the mother buy someone to come and massage and maybe later and again we have massage during the confinement what happens i remember i was so sore you know three months in four months in five months in so going towards service-based gifts not so much even products you know where you hire maybe a lactation consultant if you know the mother is breastfeeding or you hire Mm -hmm. someone who does a massage or someone for like a pelvic floor therapist i mean there's so many things a mother needs postpartum that yeah often gets ignored um yep. and I, again there's a hyper focus on the confinement period and then nothing after that which really yes. pains me because we're not done healing after the first yes month, you know so correct even if you miss out on the confinement you can still take care of a new mother three months in even you headline for that matter yeah. in my my eyes are still a new mother you just have yes. a six-month-old baby yes. so you're brand new uh, another time around so all of this applies you know to someone like you as well because you're still very much in the postpartum
0: yeah i think post-partum. the hormones are still there like sometimes it's really absolutely. hard yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it's yeah. like really speaking from the experience yeah. and being yeah. anxious because uh after give birth i don't get to get massage i don't because i don't dare yeah. to hire yeah. and and yeah. The, all the luxury the that we're supposed to experience we don't get it yeah, yeah, especially my, my and, then you have, and then you have two
1: children that you're taking care of, and a business, and work, and it's again you come last in the list, right? Because yeah. you're giving yourself to all these things, and then you say, yeah. "Oh, where is the time for me?" And you're like, yeah. "Oh, forget it. I'm just going to sleep now because I, I, I can't. I can't. There's nothing else that I can do yeah. uh, in the day. I'm tired out. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really about
0: taking time out. Yeah, sure. yeah. That's a very important point. How is the mother? That is a Absolutely bottom yeah. point. Yep. So the next question, I think, um, what are the things that to be aware and to do when someone were to experience a postpartum depression? I think this is a very important question as well very yeah.
1: important question and yeah. I want to take the option here to actually talk about something else that doesn't get talked about because um, and I'm hoping again if mothers are listening to this yeah uh, like I said in the beginning I love that there's a lot of conversation now about postpartum depression it gets talked yeah. about a lot it's not so much there's not so much taboo anymore people yeah. you know openly come to my classes and they'll ask me I need to learn about this what what am I what am I going to expect now yeah. That is, that is great because we all now know that there's this thing called postpartum depression and it actually yep. affects one in seven women. So, or one in five actually, I think now. the So, it's very common. That's my point. is you know, you'll probably know someone or you yourself would have experienced yes, it. Yes. There's another, there's another um, thing that we're not talking about that needs recognition as postpartum anxiety, which no one speaks about because depression really looks like this. You're down, you're out of it you're not you know you're not interested in things you're kind of you're you're functioning on autopilot you're not you're just taking care of the baby but your heart is not in it you're not yeah you can't seem to feel uplifted right and that's easy to recognize again or easier i would say because people have started talking about it but there are a lot of mothers that also experience postpartum anxiety that will that and say but it doesn't look like depression I'm not depressed in fact you know I'm actually very upbeat and what is wrong with me because I'm still not feeling like myself and postpartum anxiety looks like the opposite you're very high strung you're very very anxious you just want to you know you want to control everything this will typically be the mother who will tell the husband you're not holding the baby the right way you're not washing the bottles the right way you're not doing this and again that's not normally who you are maybe you're not yes. to, to an extent you need to have some order but this is obviously a much more um sort of extreme thing that you don't seem to be able to stop and a lot yeah. of spouses get frustrated after a point of time because you say why are you trying to control what I do I, I yeah. am doing my best I'm trying to help you but you don't want me to help you because you're not yes. happy with what I'm doing and it becomes this this cycle, cycle. right and my, my point of putting this out there is that there are actually two aspects of experiences mm-hmm. um, that you can go, you can have postpartum depression, but you can also have postpartum anxiety. And if someone who's having postpartum anxiety will not look at depression and say, that's me, it'll be like, but that's not me. So something is still wrong, what is wrong with me? Yes. Um, and both of those are equally difficult. I think they're equally challenging. They can be equally um, isolating because no one else understands you. And I think there's a lot of people misunderstand what you're going through. So there's also yeah. this um yeah again the push to say what's wrong with you? Why can't you just be happy? Yeah. Enjoy your baby. Look at your baby's yes. healthy. Um yes. you know, be grateful. Look at how everyone else is, you know, <laughs> None of that actually helps the mother get over it because she's still like, yeah. but I can't seem to help it. And I think this is something that people uh, I think our slowly understanding is that a lot of this aren't in our control. I'm not choosing to be depressed or anxious. It's almost like that's what my brain is asking me to do or getting me to do because of yeah. all the changes that we experience. Um, going back to your question of what should people do? I think there are different intensities of experiences, different stages, um, depending on, again, individual experiences. This is why I've actually started training in postpartum mental well-being. I'm not a therapist, so I obviously don't offer um therapy sessions but what i do offer as a starting point is support sessions so uh, i have a session called be heard and heal a lot of mothers have more and more and i like this that they they have started to reach out and recognize that there's something wrong and so once they do the classes they've given birth because we have that relationship in class i have worked with them for a period of their pregnancy they feel really comfortable reaching out and saying and they've said that i don't know who else to reach out to and so i'm asking you about what can I do for support? Yes. What can I do for help? I'm yes. having this. And that was why I was telling you in the beginning, that's what motivated me to learn more because I, I, when they reached out, I said, okay, I can listen to you as a lay person, but I want to do a bit more to yeah. really support you in this. And um, and so what I do now is I offer support sessions. And for some mothers, that's enough. You know, being heard is a huge thing. Yes. And I know it sounds so simple, but I think um, a lot of us, um when we listen it it moves into advising mode yeah and and i've been i've I've actually done training to listen for just listening like holding space letting the mother really Mm. speak without saying oh but you should try this or you should go out or you should go walk and i think that never and so, for some mothers, that's enough. That's what they want. They want to be heard. They want a space where they where they're listened to, and that helps them, you know, gain yes. skills. For some mothers, they need a bit more um, um, learning skills. Kind of how do you um, breastfeed hold-
0: or? With the, yeah with yeah. the breastfeeding
1: of course. just how do you cope with the mental um health of isolation mm-hmm. or uh, those issues and sometimes with the mother is it's, it's a it's a more serious situation than obviously um that there, there are resources where people do therapy there's psychiatrists and psychologists but mm-hmm. um I think what I want to be sort of that bridge the bridge between uh, where a mother experiences something and she reaches for actual yes. help at like a yes. hospital because not every mother is going to say oh i need to go find a a medical health professional for my issues because that's very scary it's very very yes. big it's often yes. saying, oh i have a problem whereas yes. they feel much more comfortable reaching out to someone like me there where it's less it's less threatening yes. and it's less uh, scary to say okay mm-hmm. something's happening i just need yep. to talk about it and so yeah
0: I'm hoping to that
1: bridge, yeah, yeah, the bridge between, um, you know, you having no help and going straight to a psychiatrist and saying I'm suffering because that's that, again, a lot of us are not yet comfortable doing that. Um, And yes, so that's sort of
0: where I'm trying to work with that space of postpartum mental health i think it's a connection like like the the bridge that you are building yes. for for yes. people to yes. reach out easier and and i think it's important because yes. yeah looking like when we when we want to talk to someone like the, like for example postpartum depression it's very scary when we were to like make appointment talk to someone that we don't yes. know and yes. and see yes. it, go, go to go to the number and stuff like that yes. but, And then it becomes very real, right? Then you say, oh, I have a problem. Like, I don't want to acknowledge that. Yes. Yes. But when we can just pick up a phone and just give you a call or whatever, someone to talk to that we can trust and really a safe space Mm -hmm. like you said is really important. I feel like, and I feel like Bob uh, my my my. From my experience, my first pregnancy, I didn't have that, so I really go yeah. through a postpartum depression. Like I, I didn't know what I'm going through. I thought that I was going crazy at that point. So um, when I go into that story, it was it's never ending. But but yeah. when I had my second pregnancy, I'm well aware of what what happened. And I and my mom insisted. Um, because of the pandemic, she was she flew in. Uh, when it was better, she flew in straight away. Like oh, two. Yeah one and a and then, half or two months before my due date because she feel she fear that um, she couldn't fly in anymore and things yeah. get bad, bad so she flew in yeah. earlier just to stay with me and and I really enjoy that time because I get to talk to her like someone mm-hmm. to yes. cry to and stuff like that like mm-hmm. I got very upset with the husband I said you know he can't he can never hold the baby right even though this is the second baby you are right because yeah. I said that you know I said how can he not know how to hold a baby like like you know so so those, yeah. those are the complaints and of the things that i vent out to my husband my my mom that that really indirectly relieves me from that anxiety and Absolutely. all so i feel that it's Absolutely. really important well, I and, so uh, smart. i'm so glad you had that support and i'm sorry yeah. about that
1: hard time you had and i hope yeah. you get you know you still work yeah. through it because it, yes. there's also the trauma that's left over from that i'm Correct. sure for you when you look back on the first postpartum it brings up again a lot of that Oh my gosh! Yes. And it's, yes. yeah, you've not had a chance to deal with that or work through it. And Correct. I think you can, yeah. I would suggest yeah. continue to work on that because it's yep.
0: it's yeah. I it's
1: think a the, lot. And better. Then-
0: the the recognition of the res- resentment the feeling of resentment right. is very important yeah. as well because for yeah. me like you said we don't have the right question to ask and we don't have the right people mm-hmm. to talk to so what i rely on for the past few years is just googling and uh, reading the forum that is overseas like not in malaysia mm-hmm. and also watching yeah. videos of the you know, the Angmo, Angmo, those, yeah, those yeah, people yeah. are really speaking out. So we, I really yeah. Google them and watch them and they are like my virtual mentor. So yeah, that's yeah. when we can self-detect and self-diagnose. But having having someone that is close to us, like yourself, having you, like I wish yeah, I know you, yeah. like you said that five years or oh, that was, I wish I know you like then. So I, I, I know that, okay, I have someone to, to go to. Yeah. I don't have to you know all this so i think your role is very important in this society Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wish there are more people that is taking i I wish there were more people doing this as well
1: because again like you said i think one of my biggest challenges and i always it always makes me feel so bad when someone says i wish i had known you and i said i don't know how to you know yes. put myself out there <laughs> enough where people know about this and this comes out right. so much like I said, i'm a one woman team you know i don't yes. have the fancy uh branding and and the corporate mm. stuff that a lot of big organizations do and so it's a very slow work in progress about yes. getting the yes. word out uh, and that's why i'm so thankful for you know your platform because i know there are women you know watching this and listening yes. to this yes. someone there might say oh it looks like I'm having this thing so I can actually yes. have some to reach Correct,
0: correct That's, why, that's yeah. why when we first started this this whole movement this whole campaign we really want to gather different people different professional different different topics yeah. that we don't talk about and we gather in PLA Malaysia's kind of platform mm-hmm. because our customer base are women so naturally there are people yes. that are following us women, yeah. you know so why not we do two in one like business and also uh, some some Absolutely. kind of movement yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's I actually like when, when i saw your instagram page when you first
1: reached actually i knew through about you through boss mama so i actually yes. already before you contact me on facebook i knew about your brand and i loved what i saw because like i said it it, it felt so powerful with what yeah. you were doing you know focusing on different women and their stories and i think that's what's most important is really bringing these stories out yes. and i love you doing that and you know you have that um aspect of your business as well yes which is wonderful yeah
0: yeah yeah. that's why um also because it's very very uh, close to my heart all these topics because i myself have gone through it so i i know that it's that is how important it is in this society yeah. and and yeah. i just doing my small part just to gather people yeah. and just reach yeah. it out yeah. yeah like like for example yeah. for the the next month is a man's it's a father's Day and also yeah. in for our play Malaysia actually what we want to do is to reach out to men and fathers yeah. to emphasize father's role and to talk about men's yeah. health, so that is what we're gonna mm-hmm. do next month. So, oh yes, I mean yes, men's yeah. postpartum health is just—I mean—we're
1: not even there talking about that. But you know, yes. there's dads who experience trauma, their dads yes. who experience hard postpartum the changes. periods. Yes. Um, yes, and and I, yeah, but it, no, there's no attention on them because of course a lot of it has to do with a woman's experience, and so they kind yes. of get sidelined. Which is totally understandable, but then they're also, I think, a completely ignored part of the population with the mental health aspect, especially because there's also this drive about being a tough man, you know, men don't cry and all of that. um,
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Namrita. I think we cover a lot lot of important topics and Yeah. I I think uh, I really look forward when we will can can go into in depth in the future in certain topics yes, and absolutely. and I think if you
1: want to do something else. Yeah. I'm always happy to come back and yeah. talk more about um, yeah. The yeah topics. Yeah.
0: Thank yeah. you for your time and all your knowledge and experience. Thank it was you so much. Be
1: here and good luck with everything. I wish your business and your brand a lot of success and yeah, well, so Keep much. in touch. Yes. And uh, yes. hopefully work again. So. Yeah. Thank, Thank you bye. so much.